welcome back. I'm excited. Snow's flying outside. Maybe we'll get the camera back up. I don't know why you need to see snow, but maybe you do. Who knows? Tiki Hut looks a little sad. All snow covered. I just sit here and dream of days, and I'm uh, drinking a big margarita out there. Maybe doing the show out there again this year. We had a lot of fun. Going to start taking the show back out on the road relatively soon. We get a get a few week reprieve where we're not uh, doing a lot of outward appearances, and then uh, then we'll head back. I start to get that itch again. It's like, now nah, we need to get back out and and mix and mingle. We need to we need to do that. Uh, speaking of that, if you're going to do something really kind of cool, uh, mix and mingle with our friends from Burn Pit Barbecue. Burnpitbbq.com. Not only is it veteran owned, but uh, it is fantastic. Um, I, you know, you can preach about a lot of things about it being local. It's right here in Racine, Wisconsin, uh, is where it's based. You can talk about the veteran aspect of all of this, but the bottom line is it's good. Uh, everybody I've ever sent it to, you know, I'll say, Hey, have you tried it? Nah, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. Here you go. Here's a bottle. Oh my God, this is great. And then they order. Then they, then they start to order the kit. They have hot sauces. Oh yeah. They have rubs. Oh my God. Yes. Try the rub. Try this. Try the tactical. Oh my God. So burnpitbbq.com. Go to burnpitbbq.com. Um, Ben, you know, we haven't gotten into the, uh, you know, the, the whole Brewers thing heavily. Uh, we haven't discussed things heavily. And I know that there are some people that do want to talk Brewers baseball, but I, you know, like we talked about yesterday and I want to get into this for just a second because we, we talked a little bit about it, uh, here going into the top of the hour, but tell me your, and normally I do this coming into opening day, but I'm, I'm going to ask you as pitchers and catchers are reporting. What is your level of excitement for Brewers baseball? Uh, I'm excited for baseball. The right? Brewers playing specifically. Like, I'm excited they have new additions. I'm excited to see if they could figure out last year's problems. But it is not as high as it's been. I'm frankly kind of excited for the circus going on around the team with X-Golf and all their promotions relating uh-huh. to the thing inside their stadium that brings people away from the game to play golf. Right. So so you're looking the, forward to maybe possibly X-golfing it and I, maybe possibly attending a game or enjoying a few things around the Brewers, but as far as your level of excitement for the Brewers and the NL Central, the division, all that, it's kind of like, man. Eh, eh, eh. I mean, they'll be pretty good. I, I think it'll be a similar team as to what we've seen. I think excitement will raise if we see a lot of the questions be answered offensively, but it's hard mm-hmm. to get that into like, I'm excited for baseball to come back, but it's hard to talk right. myself into the Brewers accomplishing great things with how things have gone recently. And frankly, I'm frightened that they're going to trade more top players come deadline. Right. Oh, I, that's a given. Yeah, if they can uh, wash themselves of some of the debt that Bally's is uh, apparently stacking up on them by not making their payments and filing for bankruptcy, yeah, you can see the money dump almost coming. Now, if guys suddenly play to the back of their baseball card or beyond or start to surprise you, then maybe things change. But I'd uh, I, I'd agree. I I, you, my, I I was talking to my buddy from Cincinnati last night. I was talking to Scott, and he and I talk – probably twice a week, you know, and I'll say, so what's it like down there? And they have the only hope they have is their farm system is rated really high. They've been stockpiling talent for a while. 
And they're a lot like the Brewers were going back to 2002, 2003, where they were starting to bring in some guys. You went, okay, if this starts to really matriculate, then this would be pretty good. And then 2006 and seven and eight, you started to see it, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, the bronze and the court, you know, the hearts came up and JJ Hardy and, you know, all those guys started to emerge and then they all hit it once. And you're like, wow, this has been fantastic. You trade away a couple of pieces, you get some good pitching, and then off you go. That's kind of where they're at. There's that optimism, not necessarily for the big league team, but for the minor league system. So he said, well, how's, how, how are the Brewers going to be? So, well, they got pitching. And then the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, I can't believe they're not doing more to help the pitching. And I said, I think you're pretty much what a you, – you're wearing it on your sleeve the way a Brewers fan is right now, to be honest with you. I think the Brewers are sitting there thinking, you made your investment. It was in uh, Christian Christian Yelich. And I think we all go to church as a Brewers fan every Sunday. We drop to our knees and say, uh, you know, please, dear Lord, you know, can you just, you know, focus for just, you know, even an, in, you know, an infinitesimal so- second on Christian Yelich and give him back the ability to hit the baseball again? Please. You know, okay, now get back to everything else you got going on in the world which is a very big world with a lot of people that are all praying. But for just that that millisecond, can you please give uh, give Christian Yelich some attention because he needs it? Because that's what everybody's hoping for. Because if he's another, you know, ter- just horrific boat anchor again this year, you know, basically, you know, line drive singles, not really much pop in the bat, home runs that just don't come, can't draw, draw an RBI to save his life and strikes out you know, on more than a, one occasion per game. Then it's, it's your $29 million paperweight. That's all he is. He's going to be a boat anchor and albatross around this organization for quite some time. So here's oh. the problem, though. It's like, yeah. what's the story surrounding the Brewers entering the season? Is it the farm system? Is it Yelich? Is it the Contreras guy they got from the Braves? Is it some of the additions? Or is it the fact that their star pitcher is pissed off that he lost an ARB hearing and the team disrespected him? And will the Brewers trade him or not? Like, what's uh, the story? I would say it's the last one right now. Corbin Burns is making news right now. This is what he had to say as they have now reported, and he is not happy. At the hearing, flew in the night before. Um, had the hearing all day Tuesday. Um, spent Valentine's Day on a plane. Um, got home at you know ten, eleven o'clock, and and got to see my wife before she fell asleep. So that was kind of how the Valentine's Day went. So that was that was fun, but. Um, yeah, like I say, you, you kind of find out your true value. Um, you think you, you, you work hard for seven years in the organization and five years with the with the big league team, and um, you get in there and basically they, they value you much different than what you thought you you contributed to the organization. Um, and it's just, you know, it's obviously it's tough to hear, it's tough to take, but, you know, they're trying to do what they can to win a hearing. Um, but I think there was obviously other ways that they, they could have gone about it um, and um, probably been a little more respectful with the, with the way they went about it. But... Um, you know, at the end of the day, here we are. Um, you know, they, they obviously they won it, um, but it, it, when it came down to, to winning or losing the hearing, it was, it was more than that for me. Corbin, this is everyone's fear for a player, especially a star player, going to a hearing that it creates just some maybe not bad blood, but just some hard feelings that weren't there before. Um, how, how do you guys repair that? Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's no denying that the relationship was definitely definitely hurt from. Um, you know, what, what perspired over the last couple of weeks. There you go. There's no denying that the relationship is definitely hurt from what transpired. 
he said perspired, but transpired over the last couple of weeks. Um, and you're talking about now, again, we throw numbers around, you know, pretty easily because it's not our money. And when you're talking 10 million, 11 million, and you're $700,000 apart for a guy that's won a Cy Young, if I'm the team, I'm like, give it to him. He's earned it. He's right. He's busted his ass. He's been a premier pitcher. He's been one of the best in the league that others have just salivated at possibly getting. And you want to you wanna take this guy and beat him up for seven hundred grand. Uh, I know organizations... Um, I, I know organizations have a responsibility to watch the money, but there's sometimes you just, you do what's right. And uh, apparently Corbin Burns said the Brewers made him a two-year offer a day or two before the hearing that was, quote, pretty poor, that he said was uh, the only mention so far of any sort of multi-year deal. And uh, that was it. That was it. A two-year deal. In other words, we know we're not going to be able to keep you. And that's sad. That's the state of the Brewers. That's the state of the Brewers. I, I, <laughs> so when you say you want to talk Brewers, what, what do you want to talk about? I know that I've seen the meme of Mark Antanasio sitting in the front seat or the front uh, seat uh, right there at Miller Park or at American Family Field now. Yeah, I'm so used to saying it. Uh, sitting there with the headset on, waving, and it's got the thing underneath that normally would say Mark Antanasio Brewer's owner, and instead it says something else that people have filled in. And it flies around. I see it at least once a day. Um, this is this is what else Corbin Burns had to say. Take a listen. Yeah, there's, there, there's really no way getting around that. Um, obviously, we're, we're, we're professionals, and we're going to go out there and, and do our job and, you know, and keep doing what I can every, fi- every fifth day that I go out there. But, um, you know, when some of the things that are said that, um, you know, for instance, basically basically put me in the forefront of, of the reason why we didn't make the postseason last year. I mean, that's something that probably doesn't need to be said. You know, we can go go about a hearing without having to do that. Um, so that's kind of one of those things that, you know, obviously, you know, they, there was no attacking of, of character from a person of who I was. But um, just the just the some of the stuff that was said that you know definitely didn't need to be um, said is, is, is something that you know, I think kind of disappointed everyone. There you go. Damn. No attacking of character, but some of the things that were said didn't need to be said. That's an arbitration hearing, and that's – I. what else do you do? They said he was the reason they missed the playoffs. Yeah. Are you I, kidding? I mean, it, it's, it's – play that again for people that didn't catch that. Play that again, Ben, if you would. Hurt from, um, you know, what, what perspired over the last couple of weeks. Um yeah, there's, there's, there's really no way getting around that. Um, obviously, we're, we're, we're professionals, and we're going to go out there and, and do our job and, you know, and keep doing what I can every, fi- every fifth day that I go out there. But, um, you know, when some of the things that are said that, um, you know, for instance, basically basically put me in the forefront of, of the reason why we didn't make the postseason last year. I mean, that's something that probably doesn't need to be said. You know? There you go. Put me in the forefront as to the reason why we didn't make the postseason last year. Wow. How do you say that? How do you say that about him? You got a $29 million paperweight who can't hit. Colton Wong had an off season. 
you're sending guys to the plate that can't even put the ball in play. And <laughs> you're going to blame it on Corbin Burns or at least insinuate that he was part of the problem. That's obviously it's Adam McAlvey that's uh, interviewing him. And Adam does a lot of different stuff with uh, the Brewers now. But God, how do you even. Bill, you know, I think um, it's I, not only do I think it's false because the reason they missed the playoffs is because the bullpen collapsed because they traded right. its best pitcher and tried to fill it with dudes that can't get outs. I haven't even addressed the Josh Hader trade. It's it's the most disrespectful thing you could say to your star player who you kind of now need to woo to come back. How do you win games without these guys? The rest of your team right. stinks. And so, you know, somebody said uh, on the live stream, was this something that's said by the GM? It's usually by people, yeah, your general manager and or team president, player personnel people that sit in these arbitration hearings uh, with your agent and yourself, and they go back and forth about this is what it is in front of an arbiter. And that's what you do. You argue your case. And they, you know, for Corbin Burns to say they, they meaning the team or whomever it is was speaking, they insinuated they missed the playoffs because of him. They didn't make it to the postseason, in essence, because of him. And he's like, that just didn't need to be said. You know, that, that I, I, I Wow. Yeah, I'd be pissed. I'd, I'd be of the mindset of as soon as I get a chance to get out of here, I mean, unless I just value the relationship with, say, Craig Council and the guys around me, I love the city, my wife loves the people in the city, my kids love the people in the city, Sure, certainly then I'm thinking to myself, okay, I, I hope it works out here. I hope this was a, a bump in the road. But <laughs> I'll tell you this, there is no hometown discount. You just disrespected me. And I'm going to remember that. How do you do that? You know, I, I, I just, how do you do that? That's, boy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll talk more about this when we come back. I want to get your perspective on it as a Brewers fan. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. We talked about it the other day. Terrific new menu. A lot of different food items over at the Social House. H-A-U-S over there on uh, Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Dan Dell is the owner, and him and his wife, Allison, and their staff are great people. They do a great job making you feel at home. Just caring, good, genuine people. But it's a fun place. Get a beverage, get something to eat. A lot of new menu items, whether it's appetizers. Uh, the Tiger Burger is absolutely awesome. The Meatball Sub is fantastic. There's so much there. Uh, yeah, by all means, stop into the Social House, Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. That is a good place to go. I can't recommend it highly enough. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael's show on a snowy Thursday. That's all right. Give me the 40s over the weekend. Most of this stuff's going to be gone come Monday, so I'm good with that. Hey, our friends at Kemp's, you can be a part of a team that produces the brand that you see in every food store all throughout the great state of Wisconsin beyond the borders. And uh, I'll tell you this, they're located right here in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. They're looking for good people right now. And uh, they came to me and said, hey, can you help us out? 
Uh, we've got a very wide reach, large audience, and it doesn't matter the age, doesn't matter your capability. They are looking for uh, Class A CDL drivers. However, they also are looking for people inside production and cooler employees, maintenance technicians, and they're trying to pay top dollar uh, 23 bucks plus, plus, plus an hour to start hiring on sign-on bonuses uh, are being offered for certain positions. And uh, they are a huge milk producer and a lot of, a lot of different foods comes out of the Kemp's, uh, you know, place out there in Cedarburg. And it's great. I mean, it's the people that work there are awesome. And I got a couple of friends in the area that uh, work over at Kemp's and they're like, look, uh, can you help us out? We really need some people. And we all know hiring right now for a lot of different companies is, is number one. And a lot of people are now looking for careers. So if you are looking to change careers, if you're looking for a career, not a job, if you're looking for just a really good paying job, uh, one with benefits and such, get a hold of our friends at Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. That's Kemp's.com. And then you scroll to the bottom of the page. It shows you everything about the company, everything. Scroll to the bottom of the page, and there's careers. You click on it and fill it out. Again, Kemp's.com. Go to the bottom of the page. Click on careers. Kemp's.com. Then go to the bottom of the page, click on careers. It's that simple. Good company, too. That big golden cow out there. Love that. Good stuff. That's from our friends at Kemp's. Uh, reaction pouring in to what Corbin Burns said to Adam McAlvey. Uh, this is from Mike. So it's that time of year. Pitchers and catchers report. Time for the Brewers' big dogs to uh, start lying to us about the team looking good. Left fielder is a mystery. I think uh, a bad back. No right fielder. Uh, traded away a good one for three no-names, no second baseman, gave Wong a nice new contract, and then traded him. Who knows at third? Did I miss anything important? Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, bullpen. I I would agree with that. I would agree with that. This is from Ben. Ben says, uh, are you kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? I can't say the, the F word. Are you effing kidding me? To disrespect Corbin Burns, what is Mark Antanasio thinking? He's sitting on his pile of money, but because he's not getting paid by Bally's, he decides to screw the players and thus screw the fans. We sat with them when they went through the rebuild, and he promised us that he would never make money an object. But it clearly is that blank, blank, SOB, blank, needs to sell this team and move out. Uh, I'm tired of this. Oh, well, then again, he gets into the whole name change thing, which is regard, you know, that's money coming in, by the way, in case you didn't know. Uh, he yeah. Uh, we all knew Christian Yelich was a good player. We all kind of raised an eyebrow to him, and the minute he got paid, now he's a dog at best. Uh, he was probably on something, hanging out with Braun. This whole situation sucks. Mark Antanasio loves the drug dopers, and he's always going to pay them, and then when they don't perform anymore, he's going to defend them and then ask us to keep paying exorbitant prices, $10 plus for beers and food that's ridiculous. I'd rather chew on chew on the seat than eat one of those rubber ass pretzels yeah mark you got a good thing going you're taking our money and now we're going to invest more governmentally for you this is a joke wow holy mackerel um trey says uh, over in the bud light live stream burns is the top five pitcher in the league his record was not the best because our offense simply sucked swamp water blame the offense the trading of hater to the in the front office and the owner, the owner needs to sell the team. Another one being heard from. Uh, this uh, is from uh, who's this from? This is from Ant Man who said, uh, "How much more are we going to put up with for Mark Atanasio?" He was all about no, it's not about the money, and it's all about the money. He's cheap. We all know it. I'm not going to any more Brewers games until this ass. Well, I can't say that is uh, out of there. 
And then, Brian, last but not least, being uh, chiming in, saying uh, we need to relax. We have to see what some of the young guys are going to do. But I will agree that cheaping out on Corbin Burns is pretty Bush League. But then again, what do we expect from one of the smallest market teams in Major League Baseball and a small market owner who doesn't even live here? That's from Brian. Bill, I think part of it is cheaping out. I think part of it is, like, over time we're learning that they just kind of treat everybody like crap. You know? Yeah, it's... uh, Like, the money thing is the reason this is happening. Correct. With the hater deal, like, it, it just seems apparent that they don't treat anybody well, generally speaking. I, and you know what's funny is, it, well, well baseball is different because it's a daily thing. You could be traded at any moment. You don't know what general managers are thinking. You know when the trade deadline's coming. You don't want stuff to leak out. Yeah, okay, I understand all of that. But arbitration is, to me, always was for a guy that way overvalues himself for a team that says, now you're really not worth this, and then meeting somewhere in between. You know, it, it was kind of like, okay, let's figure this out. But when you get into arbitration hearings, you know, there's players that you do and there's players that you don't. You, you don't want to disrespect anybody, you know, because you don't want that reputation. But, I mean, I look at, you know, it's it's gone on in the past. There's been plenty of guys who've gotten their feelings hurt in arbitration hearings because they value something one way and then there's value to another. It's, it's the way you go from point A to point B. You can devalue somebody by strictly giving them statistics and saying this is what the value is, this is what the marketability is, this is where you're at. And we all thought Corbin Burns was going to win because just because of what he's done. And we know that this team not making the postseason, not his fault. It was a pathetic on-again, off-again offense, which was off-again more than anything. They really messed things up, and they've even admitted it when they traded away Josh Hader. They kind of took away kind of that, that, that one of those little souls of the team, so to speak. They didn't. Uh, they underestimated his impact uh, and the impact of that trade. And then to turn around and say, "Well, you're going to be the guy that's going to pay the price for that." And then when you're talking like ten to eleven, twelve million dollars, and you know, I get it. If if he's asking for fifteen and you're offering ten, and you end up giving eleven or twelve, okay, I get that. But you're seven hundred grand apart for a guy that won a Cy Young, for a guy that's been outstanding. He's been everything you wanted him to be. You 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 got him, you grew him, you raised him, and you're mad because he wants some more money because he's been able to perform. I, I just, to me, that's not what arbitration's supposed to be. You know, I I just man, it's just it's such a bad look for this team. Um, Tom says they are no longer run very well. I think there are signs that ownership is going in on the cheap. Mark is not a super wealthy owner compared to most other owners. I don't believe that he can compete in this environment, especially with a team getting so little from the media contracts, which I've said that for a while. States right Patriot says, oh, my God, ouch, over what, $750,000? Bad look. Uh, Fandom says this is a horrible look for Mark Antanasio. No wonder he doesn't want to show up at his own fan fest. He's going to get booed. He knows it. Let's go to Dave listening to us in Iowa. Dave, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Well, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on? Oh, I just uh, driving back. I was in Wisconsin, a brewer fan. I, you guys probably aren't going to agree with me, and I don't know why they didn't want to pay him an extra 700000 because he's a great pitcher, but I just. 
anymore when they talk about being disrespected. Well, you're breaking up, man. I appreciate it. Uh, so I know you're listening to us. Uh, let me kind of, when you talk about paying more, being disrespected, players always look at respect. The R word of respect usually equals money. I 100% agree with you. In this case, you know, again, Corbin Burns said, look, I can take going to arbitration and you kind of got to hear the truth and you got to hear the way a team values you and thinks about you. But like he said, but to kind of blame him, blame me for us not making it to the postseason, there's things that just doesn't, doesn't need to be said. There's just, you don't go to certain areas just to win. You don't, that's a win at all costs. And okay, so maybe maybe some other owners are saying, hey, if you can get his price down as a Cy Young Award winner, then maybe we don't have to pay some of these exorbitant prices along the way. Maybe it knocks his value down. Maybe when he hits the uh, free agent market, you know, maybe we can make a deal. But even even Corbin Burns is like, they offered me a two-year deal. You know, I, it's, it's, I, I still go back to the day that they pounded their chest at a press conference for not signing CC Zabathia. Well, you know... We offered $100 million, the most, the biggest contract in this organization's history. So I want you to know we're not cheap. I want you to know we're going all in. Uh, yeah, but you didn't sign him, and the offer on the table was $135 million. That was from the Yankees, and they then turned around and said, okay, we'll even up the ante and give you $150 million. So that's like giving, sending an invitation to a party to a dead man because he's not coming anyway. You know that, right? Well, that was the biggest contract we ever would have gave in Brewers history. We got that going on. So we're going to go pop some champagne. Obviously, we bought it at uh, a discount store. But we're going to go pop some champagne and pat ourselves in the back for saying we spent all this money. Um, but if we were a, a race car, we would be a Chevy Chevette. And we put a nice paint job on the Chevy Chevette. Uh, it's a four-cylinder, by the way. Uh, but uh, we might go electric eventually. But for right now, we're going to race against the Corvettes. And we're going to continue to lose. But we put a really nice oil change in this Chevy Chevette. It's the most money we spent on this car. Thank you very much. That's kind of what it's like. It's kind of what it's like being a Brewers fan right now. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show. Continuing on. Uh, hey, I also uh, swung by yesterday. Uh, the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee Lake. They have uh, they have all kinds of good stuff coming up. All kinds of good stuff coming up. Um, by the way, the uh, um, they have karaoke uh, going on. Now, I don't know if, uh, because they had some stuff planned for tonight as well. I don't know if it's still going on because, you know, um, because of the snow. However, I do know that the wine club is still going to be there tonight. So there's a wine club that meets there. The wine club's still going on tonight, uh, from what I saw over on Facebook a little bit earlier. So at 6.30 tonight, they're doing a, a wine tasting at Sunset Grill in Pewaukee Lake. But otherwise, just stop in anytime. You know, they've got uh, 
a lot of good stuff. I know that there was actually some people eating on the deck last week when it was a little bit warmer. They obviously have the Granny Bingo every Tuesday, 7 to 9. Granny Bingo, which is a little kind of freaky to look at, but it's fun. Apparently Sounds right up your alley, Bill. It's a great time. Nah, Granny Bingo is not my thing. Huh. Not my thing. I don't think it's a granny. I, I just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm just a little freaky. <laughs> but Granny Bingo is not my thing, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it because there's some people that love it. You know, it is what it is. But so Sunset Grill in Pewaukee, like great place right there on Prospect Avenue, Pewaukee. And if you want some more information or what have you, go to sunsetgrillpewaukee.com. That's sunsetgrillpewaukee.com. Uh, the Brewers discussion, since Corbin Burns spoke, and it was tweeted out just a little while ago, uh, the Brewers reaction is coming in fast and furious. It is not good. Um, the, uh, oh, geez, uh, got a lot of different stuff happening over here on the Bud Light live stream. Uh, Rob Dog, uh, Sports Brief said, if Burns were to get traded, why would I not be surprised if the Mets owner opens up his wallet to get Burns? I, right? Right? No, Bill, you know where he's going is to the Astros. That's where Mr. Stearns so, has started to work. Yeah. Um, the uh, Matthew says, the commissioner, in my opinion, is owned by all the big market clubs. So I don't expect the salary cap to ever be a thing in Major League Baseball. Look, um, it's it's not the, the commissioner would love to have one. The owners would love to have one. The owners would love to have one. But they they they'll never open their books fully to the players, and the players' association has said they will not accept one. They will not ratify any contract that has a salary cap in it. And the only way that happens is if the owners stay, say, we are not going to take another contract without a salary cap in it. And that's it, period, end of story. And then the players would say, we're not going to sign it. There would be an impasse. And we would miss probably a, a full season of baseball until somebody blinked. Because the players just don't want it. And and part of the argument I get is true because when you got look at what the Marlins were doing for a while, the the Pirates were doing for a while, there was no floor to this. When when other teams are spending three hundred million, you're spending thirty. You know, and you're just basically drafting guys and putting them right in Major League Baseball, so you don't have to pay anybody, and you're taking the revenue, you're paying off debt service with it rather than putting it actually towards player personnel the way it was intended. You know, guys are pocketing the money. And so the players are like, screw you. Why Why are we trying to help you when you're not even playing fair? And I, so I get it. I understand it. But this is, um, this is part of the problem in Major League Baseball. They have that soft tax. They set that tax level every year, but... You know, the players hate that because they feel like it's it's inhibiting some of the spending, which Major League Baseball is a different animal because regardless if you play a game after the day you sign the contract, you get paid all of it. I mean, every penny. You walk out of there after signing that contract, you fall down, and there's an insurance buyout if you never play baseball again, you know, ever. And I get it if you get hurt on the field and you're done for your career. I understand that, and you, you have, should have a certain amount of guaranteed money. But, I mean, every penny of that's guaranteed. And it's in the, some of the prices of Major League Baseball have just gotten ridiculous. And it, it really does. It prices small markets just completely out of it. 
You know, unless you're a small market and you take a shot on like a Christian Yelich and you say, okay, we got to do this. We got to get this guy. And you do, unless he pans out every year, you just, you don't survive that way. You know, you don't have the ability to absorb that and then move on and get somebody else. So I completely understand it. It's, it's, it's a disappointing sport that can't get out of its own way. And that's part of the problem. And that's the reason it's lost. It, it, and it has. It's lost a lot of, uh, I guess, luster, what have you, because, you know, when you start out this season, okay, let's, let, let's look at this right now. You start out this season, and if you're, boy, just start to pick any, a fan of any particular team and franchise, okay, when you go to Major League Baseball. Look at any team. Are the Reds going to win a championship? No. Brewers? No. Cubs? No. Cardinals? Maybe. Maybe they could possibly be in there, but for the most part, no. Not going to happen. So you start to look through the rest of the league. White Sox were supposed to be a really good team last year. They fell woefully short. Cleveland? Eh, no. Detroit? No. Kansas City? No. Minnesota? No. Baltimore? Eh, they can maybe make the postseason. Boston? They were terrible last year. New York, they're always in. Tampa Bay, although New York's got injuries now. Tampa Bay, they'll find a way to be relevant. Toronto, no. Houston, they'll be there. Angels, they haven't been good for a while, even with Mike Trout. Oakland, not even a team anymore. Seattle, maybe they'll go to the postseason. Texas, no. Chicago, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, no. Atlanta, they'll be there. Marlins, no. Phillies, they'll be there. Mets, they'll probably be there. Um, Washington, outside looking in. Diamondbacks, no. Rockies, no. Dodgers, yes. Padres are in the mix. Giants, they'll probably fall uh, to a third place to third place in that division. Not do a whole lot in the postseason. I mean, we just and it's not even close. I mean, we just eliminated more than half the league. You know what I mean? So I that that have like no hope. We have hoped that they catch fire, but after the first month or half, month or two of the season, you're kind of like, okay, I'm going to find other stuff to do. Still going to pay attention. Still turn it on when you're sitting on the patio. Still turn it on when you're at home at night. Still go to a game or two. Go with your friends. Enjoy yourself. But I'm getting more and more and more emails that are saying, not for those prices. Okay. And maybe it's not even the price of the ticket. It's the price of everything else around it. I don't know. But that's just the majority of the emails that I'm getting. I still love to go to baseball. I, I, I love the romance of baseball. I love the outdoors of baseball. I love it. There's just something to it. There's always been a romance to me of baseball. But it, it really, when you don't have that level of optimism that's a re, uh, based in reality, it, it's hard. I, un, I understand it. Uh, Rick says, until Major League Baseball actually gets a real salary cap, I'm not going to get invested in it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Bill, I go uh, back and... Yeah, go ahead. Maybe this is just my perspective on all of it. I think it's more than just the money here. Like, you can be a cheap franchise while not at the same time treating all your players like crap or treating right. the top ones when they come due. Like, if it... If they treated everybody great and they didn't find themselves in these situations so often, then I think it could be like, okay, they obviously can't spend with the other with the other clubs. But 
I they're just showing some sort of disregard for literally one of the biggest reasons they are a relevant baseball team. Mm-hmm. Like I think this is more of I like the money is part of it, but it's not just the money, right? It's the organization's mindset that they're really not that valuable, and then showing it to them constantly and expecting them still to stay around, right? Which won't work. The last person they really showed the love to was, we'll say, you know, Christian Yelich, and that, you know. Right, which has come back to bite him. But really I just come back to hurt him. The, the way they handle it, whether it's publicly or privately, just it, it doesn't seem productive. I don't know how you are a player anywhere else and would want to come play for a franchise that would go to an ARB hearing and use as their biggest argument why they missed the playoffs was you, when it's just right. not true. The real reason they missed is because of the organization's ineptitude. And the fact that exactly. they filled a bullpen with crap pitchers. Yep. 100%. So, so I kind of put the money and to so the side. You look, and, and you're right, because you look at it and say, well, wait a minute. Pitching means everything. And yet you want to skimp on one of the best pitchers, top five in the league. And you want to beat him up. Yeah, uh, you know, again, we can, we're preaching to the choir here. But preaching it's also like, like Brad Boxberger. They they bought him out or whatever this offseason for a $200,000 difference. Then he signs with the Cubs and literally only making $200,000 more had they had picked up his option. Right. That is the money. Like, that is a situation where you could see, okay, they want to be cheap and they might see Boxberger is not worth that much. That's different than your star player who wants $750,000 more in arbitration. Right. Like, go sell more freaking hot dogs. Just pay the guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Bring Paige Sporanic to the ballpark more. I, right. I completely agree. I, I When I heard they were $700,000 apart on a $10 to $11 million contract, I'm like, well, this is a no-brainer. You just pay them. Or you split the difference. You say, hey, you know, we're, we're at 10, we're, you know, you're at 10, 7, 5, and we're at 10, 3, or you're at 11, we're at 10, 3, whatever it is. Okay, so offer 10, 6, 10, 5, and just say, hey, let's, you know, here it is. But then again, you you look cheap because you're trying to you know bust them up over two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But it's just like well, yeah, what it what it you know I mean what do you do? Um, by the way, they say a hot dog at Miller Park now or at American Family Field is now six dollars and seventy five cents. Is that true? Whew. Man, I just sometimes when I go down there and I I now granted you're getting the bigger can of beer, but you get a you get the beer. And, you know, it's like you give me your credit card and you just shake your head you're like, wow, I could buy two six packs for what I just paid for one beer. And that is amazing to me, uh, which is why I don't do it when I, I usually if I'm going to drink anything, I'll drink it before I go in or I'll go to a pub or something after the fact. I just I don't do it. I maybe have one at best. That's it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and uh, hang out with you and uh, take a quick break. We're going to come back. Got a lot more to get to and more reaction coming in. Hey, uh, some people that do treat you right and know the value of money, that is our friends at JNL Tire Service. They are just north of 94. They're in Johnson Creek. You can see the big Goodyear sign right there from the highway. And whether you're cruising around in a, a little SUV or a giant 18-wheeler, they can handle either or. Doesn't matter. If you got brake issues, you got tire issues, you got an oil change, whatever it is you need, they have a facility to house both. So do not be afraid to pull off uh, out there in Johnson Creek off of 94. 
and stop in and see Lyle and the gang because they're fantastic people and they know the value of a dollar and they treat you right and they're honest. Speaking of treating you right, they treat you right. They treat you like family. So get a hold of them out there. That's jnltire.com. And they also have a place up in Watertown as well if you want to stop up there. But uh, they just are such good people, and they do a lot of good charity work here in the community. So that's our friends at JNL Tire. Go to jnltire.com, but stop out. You can see it right there. Johnson Creek Exit 94. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show before we left for Super Bowl at Stoley's Hog Alley. Huge response, which was fantastic. And I had more than a few people that had stopped in that uh, had not been there since the renovation or had tried to go there and it had been crowded. So I got an email uh, from my buddy Dwayne and Dwayne says, uh, hey, Bill, stopped over to see Jeff and Alicia. Boy, you were right. The place looks amazing. The chandeliers are fantastic. The chandeliers are made out of um, motorcycle chains. Uh, just cool as hell. They, they just the, the, the fashion in that place is awesome. He said, uh, the food is even better. Uh, Poor Jeff is in need of a chef. We all know that because he's working his fingers to the bone. But, boy, the food did not suffer because Jeff was back there cooking. Uh, What a tremendous place. Uh, We know we're going to be back. We'll see you on a motorcycle ride soon. I love it when people go in. Yeah, Jeff is in need of a chef. Um, It's interesting because, uh, and I'll tell you the story. Um, His chef was there quite some time, and they were closing down because they were going to have the renovation. And so he paid everybody. While they were closed, and then right when they opened, the people that some of the people that were taking the money and not working said, "See ya." They didn't want to come back to work, so they'd taken the money for something like sixteen weeks, taking that free money that he was still paying him because he wanted to keep his staff together and wanted to do what was right. And they walked out on him, so they did some other things and didn't want to work, didn't want to come back to work, got used to you know basically doing nothing and did other things. So. Uh, he's in need of a chef. So if you are, if you know somebody uh, and you want to go over and say hi to Jeff or Alicia, they, uh, they're they looking for some help in the kitchen, by all means. Another hour yet to go. Stay tuned. Talking some Brewers, talking some Packers. Nice transition, nice win for Marquette last night. Going into the uh, NBA All-Star game. Man, yawn, whatever. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.